When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. But that is... Maybe not accurate today because Marnie is not with us today, and this is the first time I've ever done the show on my lonesome, but I have an awesome comedian in the studio with me. He's wonderful. He's hilarious. He's half Asian or full Asian. I don't know yet. I think we're going to go with half Asian right now. The half Asian KT Tatara. Thank you. Thanks for coming. That's in my bio. (laughs) That is in your bio. I think I saw that. No, I don't know. Am I the half Asian guy? You, you, Steve Burns also half Asian. He's older than me, so I feel like he has to much, claim that. You look very much like Steve Burns, yeah, but I, I wouldn't. That. But I wouldn't peg him as half Asian. Really? I wouldn't. I don't know if I'm just so sensitive to yeah, ethnicities to that Asian. I'm like, I see something slightly different. I'm like full blown weirdo. Wow. No, yeah. <laughs> well, there's my whole childhood. Thanks, Kristen. There we go. Thanks for having me. Oh yes, I'm always very flattering <laughs> to our guests. Yeah. Um. So I just said before we started, that the other I, half is white, by the way. Thank God. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't say that because that, that goes. Oh, yeah. Who 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 else is know. going out with Asians? Heinz no, Ward is half black, half Korean. Yeah. You know, you never know. They always make attractive children. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it's a good look. Honestly, if you mix races, you just instantly get a beautiful baby. I am pretty. You are very. I know attractive. this is radio, but yeah. I mean, maybe people can tell my voice. No, we'll, we'll post pictures that no one looks at. <laughs> uh, so I was just saying before we started that I saw you on. Bumble and the Tinder, I think. Oh, yeah. I think I saw you on both. I don't know. I haven't logged on in forever, but yeah, my stuff, my picture's probably still on there. Yeah, it's definitely there. And I think it says, um, what does it say? It's kind of funny. My bio thing? Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I remember seeing it because, well, obviously I know you, <laughs> but I swi- Wait a minute. Did you, sw- you swipe no? Kristen. I, was, I didn't want to get to this point. I swiped left because it's like weird because you don't want to make it weird. Because I've had that happen with people mm-hmm. that I know, and I'll just jokingly kind of swipe right. Oh, I see. And then I see that they also do. And then do. they're like, so what's up? Yeah, and then I think they think I'm serious. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't be serious with you. Right. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. I'm leaving right now. This is uh, really. <laughs> we never have repeat No, I know guys. what you're saying. Yeah, no, dudes will get like overconfident. If like, say like a girl in show business, like, you know, we're both comedians, we're both standups. And then, you know, if say, if that, if I was that type of dude and be like, oh, so next time I see you at your show, be like, so what's up? Yeah. You want to hang out? And then you're like, oh, I just, I was just saying hi. Yeah. And it's like, no, I saw you looking at me and then they won't stop. And then you're, it's a whole thing. Right. So you just might as well just start with left. Yeah. Well, that started with a coworker thing. Right. That started with this guy. Oh, similar situation. And I, I was totally kidding. Cause like, yeah, we've always just been like, you know, and I don't really always think that I'm a chick. I forget yeah. that part of things. Yeah. And so now he's sending me tons <laughs> of Snapchats. Oh, and they're like, went to that. yeah. And I don't, I, and I don't, it's, it's, he crossed like a boundary, yeah. not a boundary where he offended me, but like, we don't really know each other that well. Now he's just sending me s- snaps of like, like naked one. No, naked? not naked. Oh, okay. No, dear God. I have gotten those now though. Um, yeah. but he'll just send like him watching TV with his like legs on the couch being like <laughs> Friday night. What? Wait, but am I man spreading on the couch? I don't even know. Oh, that just reminded me. Like, oh, should I sit more? No. Okay. Yeah, we need the testosterone on the show. Oh yeah, what's up, dude? As if I don't have yeah. enough. I don't understand the dudes that send those kind of pictures. Like, oh, just chilling. Like, like you're gonna come hang out. Like, you gotta send something funny. Well, it's or like unique them saying, like, cute. oh, look how boring I am. Yeah, you just can't. Like, what's up? That only works for like the tens. Like, you gotta be amazingly blessed with bone structure and abs and even with that it comes off too cocky if you're showing off too much of your body it's like yeah it's a very very fine line to, yeah you just have to be like certain type of dude otherwise just go with something else but put a picture of a dog or something well that actually kind of brings up the topic that i want to talk about okay. today surprisingly i have one is when we mentioned i think one of the last episodes we did someone wrote in a question and it was like how do you recover from making yourself look bad mm. to just kind of see yourself in a different light and Literally that day, I 
basically made someone really mad that I had like met on Tinder. Yeah. And he f- unfollowed me yeah. on Instagram and unfriended me on Facebook. And then I wrote him a message saying like, hey, I'm so sorry if I offended you because it was a joke. Like I'm a comic. Right. I make jokes. And now and- I'm here. It, right, right, exactly. Yeah, and then you, you showed up. You're really yeah. a pushover. Right. Um, and Wait, so you're so this this all happened over online. Yeah, incident, and it, yeah, yeah, and it was just weird because we had just talked about it that day here. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's nothing I have to worry about because I would never make a bad first impression because I'm so amazing. <laughs> and then, and we've never right. met in person, so he doesn't really know me, know me. And so, yeah, he, so he blocked, he unfollowed me on Instagram. He unfriended me on Facebook, and then I wrote to him on Instagram and I was like, "Hey, I'm sorry if I offended you. I I had no idea that that would have really pushed you over the edge." And then after I sent that, he blocked oh. me. He blocked me. Yeah. And so, I was all of a sudden faced with this thing of how do you make a how do you change the perception that someone might have of you that you might be interested in because I'm asking this because you were just saying. Yeah. The 10s can only send those kinds of pictures. Yeah. He was a 10. Yeah. Well, that's why he can block you. And that's why he can block me. Yeah. But if he wasn't a 10, I would probably have gone like, eh, he blocked me, whatever. Right. But this like super hot right. model dude who seemed kind of cool it's and bad, he was British yeah. blocked me. Ugh. So he had the accent and everything. Oh, those guys. I just wanted to hear him at least so in real much. life say, I just said I this last you. night. This is British, you know. Can we change that about society that when girls like, I like an accent, it's not like the hello, it's the like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, why isn't that the accent that drives women nuts? Like, why isn't this story? It drives yeah, and them he nuts was a 10, like a he was like 5, 6, and he was like, hello, I'll help you with your chopstick. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, why'd he block me? That is hilarious. It's never that guy. I no. wonder if there's anyone in the world that agrees that that would be sexy accent. Uh, somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. I don't know. It's uh, it's probably some small island somewhere. Or maybe, I always wonder. I've I don't think been... there is. I think there's no one who finds that accent. Sexy. Wow, this is really <laughs> sad. Um, no, I feel like maybe you're just, you got to be further away. So I always, maybe somewhere in northern Canada or <laughs> like the, you know, some Nordic country or something like yeah, that where yeah. the, everyone's just blonde and blue eye and So six, they need three. the polar, polar opposite. Yeah, there's a, like, because I feel like that's, What's kind of attractive is just the 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 scent of a different DNA, you know, mingling. Or yeah, whatever. but that's what's weird though is that we're not that far from British people, and that's we still true. find that attractive. Yeah, but the the yeah the accent signals something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, it's really pathetic. Yeah, so so what you're saying is this dude's a ten. He blocked you. There is that bad feeling, feeling rejected from the hottest people. You know, yeah. so you're just like, oh, how can I correct that? But the reality is, it's probably that has more to do with them than you like if they're 10 they could just go through life going no 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 like they could probably say no to everybody on tinder and bumble and do one swipe right and know they're gonna match well obviously, i guess it's like kind of yeah. being a girl that's, on that but yeah. yeah that's how i go about it you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is 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 that it hurts more when you're in the position of me which i don't always get 10 the 10 dudes i mean yeah. i get you know it's not like i don't get anybody get but eights, he was rare yeah i get the eights the nine <laughs> and i don't even always want the tens because they can be very douchey like said yeah. and it, it, but i felt all of a sudden i went to this deep anxiety mm. state where i was like i wanted to drink yeah it made me feel awful yeah what i didn't like was that i was perceived in the wrong well maybe i was perceived in the right light because i do like to offend people you yeah know? so maybe it was the right light but i i guess i want to be liked and offend people yeah at the same time it, it sucks when you feel that they're not liking you for the wrong reasons like hey if you're not gonna like yeah, me, at, at least, least don't do like some... me because i have like <laughs> like minor love handles you <laughs> or know just like they don't like like your type of comedy you're like well hey i like my type of comedy so yeah. i guess it's not a yeah. match but if they're having a misperception then you're like oh no that's not can I tell you what ha- yeah. what it was that offended him? Uh oh. It was a, It probably is something that I wouldn't. I. I, I would. <laughs> I. What I'm trying to say is he's a douchebag. Yeah. It's something that you shouldn't be offended by. But basically, what happened was Gene Wilder died. Uh huh. And you get the whole influx of everyone uh, online being like, "Oh, I loved him, and yeah. he was my hero, and all this like BS." Yeah. And so anyway, I noticed that he was a huge Gene Wilder fan because he was doing oh, all these go. posts saying like he's. You know, he he was mine, not yours, and like all this. Yeah. Stuff. So um, I wrote to him just out of sake of trying to start up a conversation from whatever the last, you know, thing we had talked about, and I said, "So sorry about Gene Wilder's sad face." And that's so not something I would say. Usually, I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up! You didn't know him. He's, he wasn't your father." <laughs> right. You know, like let's move on. 
Uh, and uh, so anyway, I wrote him that and he's like, oh, thank you. And then he wrote back saying, I'm not usually the type to do that about celebrities, but I really, really, mm. really like Gene Wilder. And I was like, oh, I get it because I'm a huge Larry David fan. And if Larry David died, he's the one guy, him and Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. The two guys that if something, if they died, I would do the post. Right. And it's embarrassing to say because I'd like to say right. I'd never do the post. Because Jerry and Larry, they would they would never do the post about their hero. You know, I like to follow suit to my heroes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But anyway. Right. I said, well, that's the one exception I would make, too, is the Larry dying, Jerry yeah. dying. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's douchey. When... So then I did a tweet thinking he would, he would, not, he would like... not feel offended. So I said, the worst part about a celebrity dying is having to apologize to your friends that were, that were quote unquote fans. And it wasn't even that funny, but it was just a true statement. And he saw it. And that's. Oh, that's and he, he took personal offense. Yeah, he... to but we like... had just talked about how he's right. not really that type. <clears throat> You know, right? You thought he would go along with the line of thinking of like, yeah, it is kind of awkward, weird, where you have to like come out as super fans, or maybe your friends didn't know you were this big a fan of somebody, and then you're like, oh, sorry, guys. Well, I notice actually, uh, people listening are gonna be like, "Where's all the advice?" But this is my advice. This is life advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed um, recently that uh, oh shoot, I just lost my train of thought because I looked over at you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, that someone said. Just for the record, when so and so dies, yeah. I'm just say- stating now I'm a huge fan, right? And I Prepping feel like there should the be some sort of form you have to fill out in order to do one of those mm. bullshit posts about your sadness over a celebrity dying. It's got to be like, no, I liked him since 2000. Yeah, um, they were very influential. How qualified in this. are you? To, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to be qualified to say I'm. Yeah. I'm devastated about a celebrity. Right. You got to have a, a picture of you from like skipping school in elementary school, or you know, staying home sick. You know. Like, where's this picture of this guy staying exactly. home to watch <laughs> yeah. See No Evil, Hear No Evil or something <laughs> right, right, in, like, right, right. third grade? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> oh, my God. But but honestly, I didn't know how to recover from that. And there's guys that, you know, a guy had written in that email saying, how do you, you know, she perceived him as a jerk and he wants to be perceived the other way. What is there anything that you can do to actually? Well, I guess it depends on how bad you really want to be with that person. My philosophy on that is I know it sucks, but... You got to just constantly remind yourself that you know, it's kind of like there's more fish in the sea thing. Yeah. It, it, that's like doesn't even fully explain it. There's seven billion people on the planet. The, the idea that, oh, true love, there's only one person out there. You don't think you can fall in love with like 12 people, you know, right. like, come on, like one person. What's the chances then you're going to even be near that person yeah. on the planet? So right. there's obviously multiple people that you can have that kind of next connection with. So that is the one guy that I would out of the 7 billion people run into randomly, yeah, you know, well, like, oh, that's shit, the thing. It's like, but like in a bad way, it, like well, ugly or something. Well, that's the thing. It's like, are you going to run into them again? Or are you going to run into someone similar like that? Can you correct this yeah. mistake in the Basically, future? Basically, we're not know? that unique. And you'll find someone else. You'll find another guy like that. Like, listen, you can try, but you're probably you're better off trying to just not make that mistake again with the next 10 you run into or whatever and just let it go. And yeah, honestly, if you're a woman, most likely you're going to have this chance again. Now, if you're a dude, it's a lot harder <laughs> because it's, it's easier to tell yourself, I think, as a guy, that was my only shot. That's the only time that looking person that 10 someone with that look is gonna like me again. Yeah. i know if I've, I've had that thought and you know whatever and you just kind of have to remind yourself like no just put your go in put yourself in new situations and you know ex, you know expand your circle of uh you know radius of influence and people you kind of interact with and you'll find somebody again like that because if yeah. you get stuck like well that was my shot then you're just going to beat yourself up over it. And honestly, you probably didn't have that much of a shot to begin with. If they're that right. willing to cut you off, you right, say one right. tweet and they're like, blocked. It's like, yeah, you know, it was like, they, oh, he has something wrong had, with him. Yeah. You were, you were, it wasn't even a half court shot. You were throwing the ball like a basketball, like from outside this. You were doing like that old <laughs> yeah. Mike, uh, McDonald's commercial <laughs> right, right, right. with like Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, where they're like, off the top of the thing, right, off the right, wall, right, off right. the banner. I mean, that's right. what that kind of shot was. If they were like, no, that quickly. You probably didn't it have was much more shot. like that kind of shot because I wasn't on his same level of looks, though. I think like that's why it was a long shot. He was like insanely gorgeous, but that's beside totally. And he's probably also point. used to people super throwing it at him. So if you make any kind of slight or joke to him, it's just like, oh well. Yeah, I don't need see this. You later. Yeah. If I, I, I think if he thought maybe I was like a twelve out of a ten, <laughs> he would have gone. Oh, I'll you know forget about the tweet. But right. she, she, you know, she's a seven. I don't even I don't know, know if, if like super hot guys even do that for other ten girls. Like. I mean, that's just they, there's like a different level of interaction between. You ever see like there's just the supermodel dude, supermodel, and just like, yeah, what? it looks so boring. Yeah, what is going on? They're just kind of like, oh, you're attractive, you're attractive. All right, we should hook up, and 
you know, there's really not much thought about anything else going on in their life. There's a scene in a Woody Allen movie that my dad always references, so I know it. Oh, actually, it's from um, Annie Hall. I say, uh, 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 you know, a movie, but it's a very famous movie, <laughs> Annie Hall. But uh, Woody Allen says, what's the secret to your relationship? And they're very, this couple, they're really attractive. And they're like, well, like, I think it's something like, well, I, I have nothing. To, I'm really boring. She's really boring. And yeah. we just don't say anything to it. It just works. It's like when right. you're so bland and boring. Yeah. And we actually, I thank God, like my fa- my sister doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> my dad uses the joke all the time because my sister and her um, fiance are like super just they don't have passions yeah they don't have hobbies yeah but it works because all they do is they go to the grocery store right they cook dinner they go to bed right they wake up they go to work and it's like there's no complications because there's no big you know like personalities or something right but anyway to to speak one more time on the like how to make yourself look better i totally agree with you just move on because that day i felt terrible and i think the key is time we just got to remind yourself, how did you meet this person in the first place? Like, it was some random chance thing. It was whatever. Like, they weren't in your life before at some point. So, at worst, you're just back to where you were before you met this person. It's easy to tell yourself the story of, like, that was my one shot. Like a, like a movie scenario of, like, I just, we're going to cross paths and that was it. And now they're gone from my life forever. It's like you guys went Yeah. It's like it, that wasn't the movie that happened yeah. here. You know? Yeah, the, yeah. It, like, to, to them... You know, you're just passing by. It was a shot, whatever. You got to keep moving and not beat yourself up because it's going to affect your next opportunity. Exactly. You're going to miss other opportunities. You're going to not see. Maybe there's some hot girl standing behind you at Starbucks that's kind of like, oh, do they have soy milk here? And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. And then like All of a sudden you're happens. missing that because you're in your head about this other person. Right, right. Well, this other guy that I was somewhat talking to from Bumble or whatever, He's, he, or this, it's just embarrassing for me to talk to. I'd like to pretend I'm above you do, doing this shit, but I'm not. Um, but he's, Bumble. he's not a model, but he's very attractive. You know, he's not the same level as that other guy, but he's yeah. very, very cute. And uh, he's super cynical and we connect more on a mental level. So I started going, okay, I'm not going to fixate on this model guy because we probably wouldn't have hit it off anyway. Right. And I'm going to start putting my energy elsewhere. And even though that I think in the long run it might hurt you to put your energy into someone else, it's yeah. a good distraction to at least get, getting you to move forward. But yeah. then it almost seems like a domino effect because it might happen now with that other guy you're focused on or that other girl you're focused yeah. on. And again and again and again. Yeah, I notice that. I feel like women do that a lot. Well, the like you, you like distraction, but then it's like a singular distraction. It's like just this one guy or backup guy. But one, that's not fair to the other guy because it sucks as a guy. I've seen this happen right. and also been on the receiving end of this or whatever. It's just like, oh, like... It's cool if you just want to hook up, I guess. But if the guy really likes you or the guy really likes the girl that's doing that, then, you know, then you just end up in that uh, reverse of that same situation where then that guy's super into you. And then you're just right. like, oh, sorry, I was actually just kind of into you to get over the 10 that blocked me on Facebook. You know what I've you know? realized from starting to date recently? Because you don't I don't think you know this. Um, the audience does. Uh, but I've just got out of an eight year relationship. Oh, wow. So this whole new date. This is new. This yeah. Is a very new thing. But what I'm noticing about the dating world is that. It's like eight your, years. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, it's pre Obama. <laughs> different world. It is pre Obama. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh my God. It was a different world. It's pre social media, all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So life was simpler. Yeah. Life was a lot simpler. Uh, but, um, or stupider. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I've noticed is the dating thing is basically everyone trading emotional baggage with each other or mm. like dumping emotional baggage onto. It's almost like a waterfall. We're all standing under this waterfall, and here's the first person's baggage, and it falls, and then it falls onto the person below yeah. them, and then that falls onto the person below them, and then below them. And it's just like because – I think it's a, that's always happened. It's just happening so much faster. It's just like the, the faucet got turned happened. on or whatever. It's yeah. just like – because everyone's carrying – it's like the 24-hour news cycle has turned into like a 24-second news cycle. Yeah. So there's just constant stuff going on that fills up you and your relationship and what you talk about or argue right. about. And then, yeah, it gets transferred immediately onto the it's next like, person. It's like cancers. Or it's yeah. not – no, it's not cancer because cancer – it's like uh, AIDS. Yeah, I, you it's know, spreading. I, like, I love my AIDS references. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> it spreads. It's incurable. I mean, but we're getting some 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 you know progress th- with the cure. I feel like we're but. learning how to handle – uh, the social media stuff. I feel like it's maybe reaching a point where everyone kind of is getting a little bit. But yeah, it can be a lot when you go out to date because th- you know what? I-, I think the hardest thing is is finding common ground in terms of 
interests because there's so many things. Like I always say, like, man, it must have been awesome to do stand up in like 1984 because you could just go on stage and be like, so did you see that thing last night? And everyone's everyone like, yeah, saw it. there's four channels. We saw it, you <laughs> right. know, like, right. <laughs> whereas right. now it's like you can go on stage like, oh, so Breaking Bad and everyone's like, don't care. Or like, oh, Game of Thrones, don't care. Yeah. Like some section of the audience is going to like it. And then other, another maybe majority of the audience is like, no, I watch Mad Men or no, I watch Walking Dead. Yeah. There's all these shows that everyone has has these kind of cult followings but that means you don't have time to watch the other show right so what are you supposed to reference and so in dating it's like how do you find that con- unless you both are like oh my god i binge watched that thing last night well that's awesome but you know where he is and and i think that's good for us because i always said those things people get too excited about that in the beginning you know people oh, always yeah, get like people- oh my god i like mint chocolate chip too <laughs> and it's like yeah everybody does that's why they sell in the fucking grocery store okay? <laughs> right it's popular if you like dog shit that would yeah. be unique like yeah. oh i love eating dog yeah. shit you love eating dog shit yeah, we yeah. are definitely meant to be <laughs> right yeah it's almost the opposite you gotta find like that weird thing that nobody else likes but the common interests like the big kind of common things they're common it's not that big of a deal so you got to find these other traits and so i think that's that's what makes it hard in the beginning because everyone's searching for the most okay do you like this you like that sports no sports do you like it's very juvenile if you think about it because when we were in when we were in grade school it'd be like what's your favorite color yeah the same favorite color yeah and we're still kind of doing that as adults just with maybe different topics yeah well, you just, I think you got to cut through the noise. It's so noisy, man. There's so much stuff out there that you're just inundated with that you got to like go broad topics to be able to like just cut out. It's like, do you yeah. like sports or not? Do you smoke or not? Right, like, right, okay, right. just get out of here. Right. And now we can get to the refining right. you know, points. Well, you say that. Uh, it reminds me of, do you remember the comedian Mike DiStefano? He passed away. Yeah, yeah. He had a, uh, not a bit, it wasn't a bit. I saw him once uh, at the Comedy Cellar do say this. Uh, <laughs> he goes, um, Hey, I've been on, he gets on stage, she's like, so I've been on TV, you guys know who I am, and the audience had no idea who he was, he's like, what do you have to do to get known around, I've been on fucking national TV, and you don't know me, this is insane, the world we live in, I have been on TV late night, and you have no idea who the fuck I am, he's like, there was no hope. Yeah. There's no hope, and then he died. <laughs> so <laughs> that really worked out. Wow. Well. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, but, no, uh, no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, the thing is, he was well known to certain circles yeah, of comedy yeah, yeah. and comedy fans, people that liked to go to comedy shows or liked his like comedy and and and, and topic and and uh, certain topics or whatever he may have talked about. And but that's how it is. Everyone's kind of nestled in their own communities of stuff. There's and so like, many communities. Yeah, and so it's like get in, get buried in your community, and then be big in that community. Yeah, it's kind of the way you have to do it. But knowing that you're never really, it's very difficult to it sucks get being buried in your community and then be not no, known in your community. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like where I am. Uh-huh. Well, where do you think I am? I'm a guest on your show. <laughs> You're buried under the buried. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. So, what's your dating situation like? Because you said you are dating, but you haven't really been on the apps. Do uh, you just meet women in, in everyday life all no, the time? I've been, so I've great. been seeing this girl for like uh, I guess a year now. I mean, oh. we never really had like oh, okay, an official cool. start date, so I don't know when the when it became a fit. I mean, maybe yeah. more serious over the like six eight months, I guess, or something like that. Um, but you know, first date was about a year ago. How how did you guys meet? Uh, from OkCupid. Okay, so first of all, yeah. guys listening, if you're s- seeing someone or dating someone, get your profile off the freaking dating sites because <laughs> if her friend comes across you, I know. she's like, um, you know I saw KT. I know. Because I've done that and I don't, I pretend I'm not a bitchy girl who's very catty, but I kind of am and I've seen women's husbands on there. Yeah, I know. I guess I just want to think them. about and honestly, or tell their friends, at least. for me it's just more like, um... I guess I just never deleted the thing because I've done that before where I deleted it and then you break up and then you have to write the whole thing again. And I feel like for dudes, like writing the profile, I mean, I don't know. Copy and paste. Copy it. Put in your notes for a rainy day. Yeah. And then they go snooping on your computer and then they're like, what is this? Wow. Your profile is that amazing that you cannot lose it. You would rather lose the girlfriend over the profile. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, well, it's just, you know, whatever. I mean, if I'm not talking to anybody on there, then whatever. But, um, you know... I feel like for dudes like the pro like women, I feel like generally are going to get hit up so much regardless of what's in the profile. In fact, that's kind of, you know, wh- you hear women complain about that. Like, did you even read my profile? And guys are just like, hey, da, 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 yeah. and just disregarding the profile, which is stupid on their part. 
Um, but Sometimes for, I can't blame them because some people's profiles are freaking awful. Well, that's but yeah, but I'm saying like for a dude, it's like you're depending on how you, unless you're a ten dude, your profile's gonna play a an huge integral part. part. Yeah, even if much. even if you're a nine, it'll still play a huge that's part. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. Women are gonna have to filter at some point, and they're gonna look at your profile. And so for me, it's like I my, the profile's gone through so many versions <laughs> that you know. If I finally got one that I thought was kind of funny, and it's honestly probably not even that great, but it was it, maybe it's just more lazy on my part that it's just like oh, I just don't want to have to go through it again. Yeah, because it's you know you don't need so a long hard. one, right? I I, no, I yeah, find the short couple, ones more effective. Just a couple sentences and here and there. It's like yeah. I, I I honestly don't even know what's on. I forgot, you know. Yeah. So I would have to create a new one. I'd have to go to the drawing board <laughs> and write stuff, and then be like, "How does that sound? How does that look? And wh- how is this interpreted on the other end?" Yeah. It's just that's a mess. It's differently because you're half Asian. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the only just thing kidding. You, you're perceived the same way. I was trying trying <laughs> to say like you're not. I don't know. That was no. Honestly, stupid r- joke. Well, a lot of girls just see a, a glimmer of Asian and just like nope, and just buy whatever. <laughs> That's so an optimistic that. way to say it, though. A glimmer of Asian. <laughs> Usually, say like a a shrapnel of Asian. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah. A little, yeah. Um, Sorry, some I other just made war reference. Laugh awkwardly there. <laughs> <laughs> so like they, uh, you know, if they like my look, then it's on. But there's a group that is kind of undecided. We're like, I've never dated an Asian guy. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of cute. And then they go to the profile. And so, like, that needs to line up. The biggest thing I could say with profiles and guys that's really difficult to figure out, you got to have a profile that goes along with your look in a positive, like, trends upward. So if you look douchey, you like say so really big dudes like say you're six eight and you're like two hundred fifty pounds three hundred pounds you know you're like just an overbearing presence. Women get intimidated or scared, so then you have to present puppy dog eyes or pictures or other things that softens it. Yeah. Whereas like the other it's like way, having a yin and yang. Yeah, you got to do the opposite of what people perceive. Now the problem is sometimes you perceive yourself differently than other people perceive you, yeah. especially on dating apps where you're just picture picture picture. You're very quick surface glance so how can you write and pick pictures that kind of either complement or maybe or contradict if you need it so for me i look so wimpy and just <laughs> like hey i look so young i don't like on, in my pictures that i'm 36 years old everyone thinks i'm like 22 or whatever and it's like constantly i am having to overcome this assumption that you're just a child. It looks at your producers are going like, oh, I thought this was a kid. I didn't know. And it's like, <laughs> I've been doing radio since you were in high school. We had to, and have, so like, yeah, we had to have a signature for you. Yeah, I had a parental guardian signature, <laughs> my thing to come in here. That happens all the time with me just in general life. Yeah. So when it comes to dating, women generally like older guys, someone they can trust and look up to and learn from and all that Feel stuff. Feel safe from. Yeah, all those things. With. There's these like innate biological things, generally speaking. You know, there's obviously a range to those things and so as me for my with my look i have to like come across way more you know edgy sarcastic or blunt or whatever to kind of give some edge to it otherwise you're just seeing my like disney face and you're just like oh look at this little wimpy (laughs) kid Uh, i'm not gonna fuck him and just get out of here but you can't come so i can come across harsher or, or in some respects but if I go too harsh, then it's like weird. It's like, what? That doesn't line up with this dude's face. So you have to find yes. that. You know, For me, it's kind of like a, like a Chandler zone where there's kind of – or David Spade or something mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like a little snarky edge to it. It's kind of like, oh, that's kind of unexpected and funny and it's, you can tolerate it. Whereas maybe a maybe a better looking like tall dude that it, you know is more classically just you know whatever good looking – it might be too much. You'd be like, oh, this guy's kind of a dick. You yeah, know, why yeah, are you exactly. doing that? So exactly. you have to come across softer. Also, get yourself some blue eyes. If you can get yourself blue eyes, <laughs> that pretty much just negates There's tons everything. of them on the street. You can steal them from people. Yeah. Just bring a scalpel. If you have blue, I swear to God, I, light eye guys can just get away with anything. Just like, oh, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, babe. I fucked well, your sister. And it's like, oh, <laughs> but look at you. Adorable. I mean, so I don't have blue eyes, so I got to do other stuff. Well, there's a profile I saw recently that's kind of like you were speaking to. This guy was very like into himself and not, I mean, he looked somewhat into himself, but he uh, wrote in his profile, I hate myself, he's too. And so it was like, okay, at least he's aware. Right. You want to show that you're self-aware also. Right. That's a really important thing. I don't, I guess it depends on how good he's looking like that. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, well, yeah, but you took them. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> Well, no, I, t- I take selfies and I hate them. I'm so humiliated that I do it. It's like I like to think that I'm above yeah. so many things, but I'm below most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That one always, personally, I'm like, I'm always so confused by when it's, I mean, I don't know if you've done this in your stand-up, but comedians, like, they, they make fun of their clothing too much. Where it's just like, oh, why do like, you even wear the outfit? Yeah, yeah, it's like you pay, did. Someone put that on you today? Like, what happened? Like, you know, did, did your mom still dress you? Like, oh, look at me, I'm wearing a thing. You're like, it's different if it comes right. up in the context of like, hey, well, what do I know? And you're kind of self-deprecating to kind of uh, balance out something else right. that maybe came across it. But people just come out and be like, oh, so I look like this, and I'm wearing the cardigan. I know, and it's like you didn't have to wear it. Like, right. what are you? What is this? I don't. They're know. like, why wouldn't I have five minutes of material to to open yeah. with if I didn't wear it. I guess that's what it is. And so same thing with like Tinder and Bumble, particularly really on Tinder. It's like I hear women complain about this all the time on guys on Tinder and stuff. And I'm like, you're complaining about who you matched with. Right. Like you only can get these messages if you also found them attractive. So you're literally complaining about who your DNA is saying to fuck. You know, well, you I mean? know what's like, happening is I do this where I'm feeling really down and lonely. I'll just swipe right on mostly every, not everybody, but a lot of people. And then they write to me. I'm like, ew. Why would you do that? Why would you write to me? Well, that's like the regaining control thing of like, now you get to turn them down. Yeah. You know? It does feel good. It yeah. feels so great. And by the way, if you're Asian on Bumble, just forget it. You're not going to. I, I, <laughs> I just sat there and go, yes, 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 yes. And nobody well, matched with me. Actually, and I just gave up. That's actually what I want to talk about in the second half of the show is um, we get a lot of questions from guys that are of different ethnicities and they can't date a lot of people that they want to or they feel like they can't yeah so i want to hear about sure. that and so, also it depends on what region you're into yeah 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 like uh like yeah if there's no other humans in that region you have a pretty good chance <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got just do. kidding yeah. all right well we'll be right back uh after this Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Before we went to the break, you... um or I, I said that this is something that our listeners always ask yeah. is uh, how do you kind of date people in different racial groups? And since we have someone here who can speak to that, That's I don't know, right. is your girlfriend, is she Asian? She is Mexican this time. Okay. Uh, this time last time she was <laughs> that's how she's identifying she's identifying mexican this yeah, week yeah you can be whatever you want you know i don't know she's she's racial fluid you know so <laughs> yeah. she can put her in a cup and dump her down the toilet that's, <laughs> that's that fluid yeah that's uh yeah i don't <laughs> she uh yeah she's mexican but uh, yeah i've dated uh every thing i guess i've i've dated um yeah white girls uh, half the girls i've dated are white so i'm keeping true to my half white lineage and then the other half non-white and uh probably a third of them uh, are Hispanic or Latino, some some type, and then uh, the other third are Asian, and then the other third are about. Uh, I, I'm breaking this down very Asian like. <laughs> I did the math. I did the Excel spreadsheet. Fifty percent white, and then uh, whatever percent. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, and then the other, and then also about another percent uh, mixed race. So I've dated a lot, a lot of mixed race girls. So as a, a mixed race person. Uh, I found myself, you know, connecting with a lot of other multiracial right. uh, mixed people. Well, let's just be honest here. No one cares about the other race. They want the white. Yeah. Everyone wants to date white. Now, how do we? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but white girls seem like the hardest to break into. And not that they're yeah. the most desirable because you're saying you're d- dating like Latino, Latino women. And it's yeah. like they're probably way better in bed and like more <laughs> spunky and fun. Yeah. And, you know, white girls are we're way, way too uptight and annoying and take too many selfies and, yeah pretty boring yeah but how how did it end up with you dating white girls was it like a weird thing at all or no. did did you well, just approach them or how did th- they approach you see it's the thing it's like when speaking to other minorities about this it kind of really is dependent on where they grew up like if they grew yeah. up in a very white area a lot of times it it's not a big thing because they you're you're just forced to assimilate to the people around people also used to it. if you're like from montana or midwest or whatever you're the only non-white person there a lot and the town's so small it's like people are just kind of cool with it whatever they don't even they they're they oh, I, see I you as think, a minority oh i would think that would be different because it's like if you're brought up in a really white area and then you're presented with a different race it seems like you would 
you would f- go toward what you know, which is skin- white people. Right. And well, you would I'm kind of like you could grow up. So say like, you know, you're there in elementary oh, school. Oh, you're saying you personally as a ethnic person yeah. growing up with. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, sorry. So, yeah. So if you're the ethnic person in Iowa, you know, and you're you go to you elementary feel school, like a white person, you're just all around white people. Well, right. even if you have like your ties to your culture and your food or whatever, the people around you get used to it. So by middle school, it's like you're just Johnny or whoever right. that. Yeah, you're Vietnamese or something like that. But it's like, they, you know, you played soccer together. You did all the shit yeah, yeah, like yeah, definitely by middle school, high school. If you have a good attitude about yourself and hopefully like a good enough family life at home that. You're, you're not super depressed and bummed out and kind of singing a victim song to yourself all the time. You're, you, honestly, I'll, I've been to these towns where they're actually kind of one of the more popular people. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. you're. Well, because they want to show them off. Well, yeah, like, it's look, like, look who oh, I'm we got this of. cool age guy. He's the yeah. promoter. I was in like the Iowa. Look how open minded I am. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, he's cool. Or it's just you stick out as someone who can get away with being more flashy or whatever. And, yeah. and whereas maybe all the other white people are kind of like, oh, I don't want to go out of line, step out of line here. It's right. weird. It's good to stand out. Yeah, so it can be saying. a cool thing to be the one minority in that thing if you approach it that way i've met other people that grew up that way and they're very depressed and very bummed out like oh i felt so awkward i got made fun of and so it's honestly a lot about how you view yourself in that situation it can kind of go one or two ways you can either just let it bog you down and be like i'm never going to be accepted in this town and you're just going to have that life you know or it's worked out very well for other people where like yeah i'm the one asian dude in omaha and mm-hmm. I, I, I have parties. I'm the DJ. I'm the promoter. And like, you're like the coolest yeah. dude in town. Yeah, yeah. And you, you almost use that uniqueness to be someone who could cut through because you honestly, you have an advantage in that situation because you, you're instantly memorable. You're the only Asian dude in town. Right. You can just, hey, what's up? I'm Johnny. Hey, what's up? I don't know why I'm using the Asian Johnny or whatever, <laughs> but you know, it's just, you know, it's like whatever it is. You can just have this thing that everyone knows, like, oh, do you know Asian Johnny? Like, right. whatever. And everyone knows you well, we, very quickly. We uh, grew up, or uh, we, you grew we up, <laughs> we, you grew you grew up, up with together. me. We've been very close. <laughs> you were the only Asian in my town. Yeah, that's true. I was uh, with you. I, uh, I grew up in a really small, like, white town, and we had- Yeah, where did you grow up? Upstate New York, oh, but wow. way, way, way upstate, where oh, right. it's like Texas, Oh, yeah, I think York. we talked about this once, yeah. I think so, yeah. And, because uh, I talked to uh, everyone about it. <laughs> do you hear where I grew up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had- um, two black dudes in, in our school See? and they ran for class president one was name was justin and he didn't but he was awesome and every time you saw him See? in the hallway you gave him a high five right it See? was like it's cool justin. that's uh, yeah just, it's not like we gave him a high five because that's what you do with black people but maybe but it was just like he was so awesome that right. was like, hey, it's Justin. Yeah, if you have a good attitude and and, and personality and vibe and you're you unique in the sense that there's no one else that looks like you in that situation. You can just ride with that, run that right up. Exactly. You know, to and he hung out with a lot of girls. Yeah. He was very attractive. There you go. He, that helps. Surprisingly, like, I'm making this so freaking racist. He didn't play basketball, which was uh. weird on his end. <laughs> or maybe he did for a little while, but I don't think he did because he was more of like a pothead. He became more this like <laughs> oh, right. hippy dippy kind kind of type. Yeah. But then we had another black kid. Yeah. And. I felt so bad for him because he wasn't cool. Right. Like the way Justin was. Right. So everyone was like, oh, it's Justin. And then it would be like, Danny was the other one. Right. And he'd be like, hey, guys. Yeah, and like dorky. everyone liked him, but it wasn't like he was the the like the life of the party right. type. Yeah, and some know. of that is personality. Some of so that he is faded just... into the background. You know, right, right. But, but some, I, that's, that, some yeah. of that's also just genetic. Like if he was attractive, because high school, middle school, everyone is so uh, fixated on um, how attractive. Like right. the most attractive people are the popular people. You know, right. and, and but that the plays two out of them too. now. I mean, I have no idea what either of them are up to, but I'm sure yeah. the two of them are now having incredibly different lives because Justin. You know, I mean, being this cool guy, you know, he'd probably approach any white woman he wanted to. Right. Whereas Danny would probably be like, um, just because he didn't have that confidence building. Right. That happened. Maybe he changed. Well, there is something to be said about like the guys that are most confident with women are successful with women very young. So they never develop the time to be very mm-hmm. scared of women. So if you just girls liked you had a girlfriend in sixth grade and you're walking around holding hands with some pretty girl and you know you you kiss them or they you know whatever you hook up or whatever it is in like eighth grade, you never have this time to get worried. Whereas the guys that 
you know, don't have their first kiss until 18, 19 or whatever older, you've had years of like sweating it and getting anxiety of like, oh, how's it going to go? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it because I'm not tall enough? And then you just and then that women sniff that lack of confidence and run the other way mm-hmm. and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, oh, see, you know, yeah. and I know I'm guilty of doing that forever. But, uh, you know, it, it, it takes a constant reminder to get yourself out of it. But in regards to your question, like me dating white girls, uh, my mom was white. And so, like, I grew up with, like, a white mom. So, you know, I never saw white women as some unachievable thing. You right. know, I think maybe that had something to do with it. But also going to school in elementary school is a very mixed area in, like, Alexandra, Arlington, Northern Virginia, outside Washington, D.C. So there was no... I, very young, I never had this idea that, oh, white women were the thing. Literally, my elementary school was like, there's a Vietnamese girl, there's a Korean kid, there's a dude from Czechoslovakia, there's these Ethiopian twins, there's other dudes from Ghana. Of course, like, they're twins from Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, literally, it's, it, like, for every ethnicity, it was even broken down. So it wasn't like black Asian. It's like, oh, they're just from Georgia black people, and then they're from <laughs> Africa right. black people. Like, right. you could differentiate because, and, and same thing with Asian. It's like, no, they're South Asian, they're Japanese, they're Korean. And like we all knew that. So same thing with white. Then there's like a Jewish kid and a white thing. So to me, I, it never got in that, oh, this is a weird, unachievable thing. And yeah. so I think that helps. Now, I did go to suburbs. Uh, my parents moved. I went to middle school and the suburbs and it was super white. All of a sudden I became the Asian kid. And that was kind of tough because then I was like, what? I never and realized I saw myself that was a, like that. Yeah, I never th- realized that was such a big deal to some people. Right. So but by but I just took the attitude of like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go. I, I never let that think oh i can't get these girls and so yeah i had a white girlfriend in high school and college and stuff and do you think being fu- were you funny when you were younger uh i think so do i like you- to think so but uh so well, you're not funny helped. now so i know yeah no, I, pe- <laughs> I peaked in eighth grade um so <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that helps you having a hu- sense of humor with women i think it, i think having a sense of humor is like probably the biggest thing that you can control yourself you know, so whatever you ways you can find that what's your funny, what you can pull off. And it takes a lot of trial and error, you know, and uh, some Mostly guy, <laughs> a lot of error. <laughs> but you're, you find that you get confidence out of, you know, making somebody laugh, making somebody smile. And if you see a girl that in your head think, oh, she'd never find me attractive and you make her laugh or smile, then you can build upon that. And I think I just had that success early in terms of white women that it never became a thing. I honestly didn't even, uh, you know. I, I, I always say like, hey, my first girlfriend was black, uh, but that was like fifth grade girlfriend. I mean, I don't know if that, that's not really, you know, we'd have sex, obviously. It's like not, doesn't count. But losers, honestly, I didn't date losers. a non-white girl like as an adult until I was, I don't know, 23 or something like that. Just because I wasn't around a lot of ethnic women. It wasn't like I didn't like them. It yeah. just you mentioned at the beginning of the show there's that group of white women on Bumble like and you just said if you're Asian get off Bumble it's not going to work in LA yes how do you make it work though so it depends on what city you're in like New York I feel like New York is a lot different than LA but here in LA the hot white girls here are just looking for some hot white dude or somebody with just strikingly masculine GQ looks I mean they're just going for the hottest the hot dude so they might not be white but you know whatever that kind of bone structure and if you're Asian you're just not giving enough testosterone off in your pictures <laughs> to just you know you make... there are apps you can draw on beards I get I need that I need a brow ridge I need that I need the opposite. you have really good bone structure yeah girls say that because I have feminine bone structure so <laughs> I wish I <laughs> they're had... like I'm jealous yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eliza you know Eliza Sushinger she yeah. said that to me one time we were at the comedy store and she goes ah oh, she's like I don't know if I want to make out with you or just look like you <laughs> yeah I was like thanks Eliza I appreciate that you know yeah. she's pretty it's like like but I feel like that's the yeah but sentiment. you have great bone structure that's the yeah. sentiment women have right, about right, the right. bone structure it's not like oh my god I need to have have his DNA. It's just like, oh, it's like, I'm no, so- I need to actually have. I, his I, DNA. I wish I could transplant that to my face. <laughs> right. Right. And so, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, your look, it, some of that stuff's going to determine, uh, and, and where you're at, like, you know, regionally. And then, like I said, it's finding that thing that compares and contrasts with your look. Yeah. And you just kind of have to experiment with that. Like, what kind of edge, what kind of style of humor you can come come off with. But the main thing is is not letting that that victim song play in your head for too long. Yeah, you know? it's all about the perspective. And I yeah. and I hate again. I like to say I'm above certain things. Like I like to be pessimistic and yeah. not into saying yes, this will help you because I. A cynic, but yeah. I've noticed in my own life that when I'm defeatist, 
in yeah. my own mind, then everything's going freaking terrible. Yeah. And I actually did this thing. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I did this thing. It was really weird. I was seeing a therapist for a long time. Yeah. And she, I was more going there because she thought I was wonderful. And I just wanted her to be like, you're great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you need some compliments. You're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she, I was talking about how when I'm around people, I feel like there's such a negative vibe. Yeah. And like no one really wants, no one comes up to me. And I think people think I'm a bitch. And like, yeah. And they're absolutely right. Um, yeah. But she's... You got that all right. Yeah, I know. I know. I really do. It's <laughs> no, really, really awful. Uh, but she was like talking about energy and how energy is real. Yeah. Maybe I did talk about this a long, long, long time ago on the show. But she um, brought... She did the spiritually type weird things. And she brought in a pendulum, which is... It's obviously a certain type. It's like a little pendulum with a crystal on it uh-huh. and it's got beads uh-huh. and you hold it over your chakras uh-huh. of your body which are like there's like five or six or something something like that and it spins based on your energy okay and it'll spin right they say when it spins right clockwise it's positive energy and when it spins counterclockwise it's negative energy oh. and when it swings back and forth it's like a neutral like you yeah. need to kind of put more energy into this energy energy right and so she brought that in, and then she brought in wire hangers. I was not having an abortion. Yeah, uh, not this time. But that one was weird. So I'll I'll talk about both of them. And basically, she brought them in to tell me energy is real, and people can actually sense and feel it. Yeah. And again, I want to be the cynic and be like, "That's fucking bullshit." Yeah. But it was crazy when I actually witnessed it. Right. So the pendulum again, you hang over your chakras. Yeah. And you just set it, you just hold it over really lightly and that thing starts freaking spinning. But if you hold it over a magazine or a desk, it does not, it does not move. Huh. And so it's actually picking up waves of energy that are coming huh. out of your body. Okay. And um, it was funny because she held it over like my groin and it was just like a back and forth. Like it just swung back and forth like neutral, like that. Like nothing, nothing going happened on here. in here in this yeah. vagina. Cobwebs. Um. Yeah, like a few sp- uh, bats flew out. Nice. Um, but then the wire hangers was really weird also. So she was saying, you know, your different thoughts give off different energies. Okay. And so, or different strengths of energies. And so she held these wire hangers at me and she had them completely stretched out. So yeah. they were flat. They were no longer in the shape of a hanger. Yeah. They're just wire. So there was two and she had um, had one end was like flipped up about an inch of it was flipped up and then the other end was an inch was flipped down. Okay. I don't really know the purpose of the the flipped up part toward the person but anyway she you hold the hangers um by your chest and you hold them with your pointer finger and your thumb okay and you hold them at a person and so she held them at me pointing so it's a very threatening looking hangers at people (laughs) threatening to impale with the (laughs) smallest thing ever you can't do this on the street you may be arrested but in the privacy of your own home maybe try it but it's still pretty weird and then what happened so she held the hangers at me and she told me to think a thought uh, very mellow, like, or, yeah, like a very, like, non-exciting thought. <laughs> and then they combine together like a balloon animal or something? <laughs> yes. So basically what they do is they opened slightly when I started thinking oh, there thoughts. there So they, like, opened to the energy, like, like, the energy pushed uh-huh. them open slightly. But then she said, okay, sing a, <laughs> now instead of thinking it's like something mild or, like, not that exciting, yeah. now I want you quiet, you know, in your head. To sing the best song or like your most favorite song that moves you deeply. Okay. And so in my mind, I did. Titanic. <laughs> You're here. There's nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, the energy closes off when I sing. <laughs> uh, that was terrible and embarrassing. <laughs> um, and so she held them at me and I sang a song. In my mind, I won't say what song it was because it is embarrassing. It wasn't Titanic. Though. Okay. And the hangers like swung open yeah. at the energy. And so, and of course, legs. I'm going, ah, this is. Yeah, I was like, come here, therapist. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and so I was like, okay, I, she's probably twisting the hangers, yeah. you know, the edges or something. And so then I did it at her, and they opened. And it was, like, freaking crazy and weird. And again, I don't want to say that I'm into yeah. this, but it happened. I completely do not believe in any of that shit. Uh, <laughs> so, But listen, whatever you need to think about or believe to get through the day, um, if there is something happening on some <laughs> subatomic particle level or quark level or some kind of quantum physics things happening i don't know if you know your hangers from target are going to be able to figure that out um but you know whatever you, however you need to think about, i'm I pretty think, sure these ones for, were from a dry cleaner oh it's a dry cleaner well then they're <laughs> we, asian we love so our they customers def- they definitely work yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. some, some a- secret ancient chinese secret in there um but <laughs> I, uh, all that kind of stuff i i 
I feel like the biggest impact is how, what you come away with thinking and feeling about it. And it, sometimes it's just like you need to be, learn the lesson a different way. It's almost more like a metaphor or, um, you know, analogy for something else. I mean, just when you're feeling negative, just stab yourself with a hanger. I mean, and stab all that stuff. I think that is a good story you told there is like for all the guys listening out there, chicks believe all this bullshit. <laughs> okay. So get yourself some hangers, get yourself some crystals, talk about energy. Just not a girl named Crystal. Every United, yeah. No, don't bring, or bring her too. And that's how you talk yourself into a threesome. Go, no, 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 no. She's got to twirl around and feel your chakras and your chakras and between your legs and all this stuff. I mean, women love this kind of stuff. So whether or not you believe in it or not, or it works for you, the main thing is, is the, the ideas presented in this stuff. It's actually something that you can talk about with women, no matter what ethnicity you are. It's actually a, a real good thing. Like, hey, how do you feel about this? Do you believe that? And the energy and all this stuff. <laughs> like, you just gave a perfect story of how to get white chicks. Talk about crystals. <laughs> talk about energies and chakras, whatever that is. Well, I actually had a guy. Well, I'm making myself sound so bad. A, a guy on Bumble, he wrote, um, and I think I mentioned this on the show, he, he wrote... On his profile, if you're into crystals and shit, don't talk to me. <laughs> that, that was like his entire profile. So I talked to him because I'm not really into it. I mean, no. I'm not totally opposed to maybe believing certain things. I mean, it's interesting when you see it and you hear about it. But And look, if someone... If someone believes all that stuff and they end up living a good life or feeling better, right? It's or like, it does it help them, you? Then whatever. Practically well, speaking, about, who cares? That's what I say about my mom's. You know, she's pretty religious, and yeah. it's like it just helps her get through the day. I never yeah. talked to her about like, mm. and I'm I'm not I'm not an atheist. I'm really I'm not I'm not specifically religious at all. But that's I mean it's like it helps her function. It helps her wake up in the morning. Right. And if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. I would never say that to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mom, if this is what you need to do to get out well, of your pathetic, uh, yeah. in your pathetic life. Well, no. I mean, on some level, that that's what they're thinking, too. They feel good about their rituals and their things that they believe in. It's, you know, there's some comfort. Yeah, it's a calming yeah. aspect of the thing. And, you know, that's that's cool. You know? Yeah, totally. Well, so we have uh, questions from guests. Oh, cool. And Marnie's not here. So um, she usually is the last word on answering them. But I figure we can try. Okay. Um, you seem to not be an idiot. Yeah. So you might be able to give some advice. I think so. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So let's see here. Um, let's try to do a shorter one. Yeah. That one's long. That all one's right. long. Some, okay. Here's a short one. In long questions. Here's a short one. Okay. Yeah. You'd think like women were writing in because all these questions we get are so long. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, I don't know what this question is going to be. So just bear with me. Okay. It might be terrible. It might be fine. All right. Hi. I have a tough question for you. Everyone has baggage from the past. Oh, we were talking about that earlier. There we go. Some is worse than others, including criminal history that is, <laughs> uh, that has since been completely cleared from your record. How and when do you suggest bringing that up? Cleared Todd. from your record? completed oh has been completed and cleared whatever that means <laughs> maybe he can still get jobs now yeah maybe i know he's... what is that a probation or something what's he talking about no idea but his name's todd with one d so i don't trust the guy to begin with todd with one d it almost All sounds right. like he's talking about he had gonorrhea and it cleared up <laughs> and then how he's do you using bring his that own up? yeah i mean if yeah. it's gone you don't need to bring it up i mean <laughs> it's like how much is it it's still in your life if it's not in your life it's not affecting you you know that you know, you don't really need to bring it up. If they ask you, I probably best not to lie about it. But well, it, what you about know, if, if you have a dating... kid somewhere else, you probably want to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? the criminal record. Yeah. Well, what about if you get into a long term relationship and then two years in, and she's like, "You never told me that you were a rapist." Yeah. Until you rape well, me. That's yeah. That's a bad way to find out about that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think I agree. But uh, one thing that you can do is just be a good person, and then it will negate whatever bad thing that you did in the past. But anyway. Uh, this has been fun. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Where can we find you online and all that shit? My name is KT. I always just say Google KT and comedian. Just the letter KT. KT comedian. You'll find all my stuff, my YouTube, my website, all that stuff. I'm at the Laugh Factory all the time in LA. I put videos up on YouTube and travel around. So KT Tatara is my full name, but KT. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, um, please rate and comment our show. Give us five stars. It helps us on iTunes. And uh, go check out our Connect Pal page. And, uh, That's it. So we'll see you guys next week. Hey, you. This is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because.